welcome in to another edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at WISports.net, and your host each and every week for the WSN podcast. What a week it is as we are getting ready for the first action, the first official action on the gridiron for the 2020 season, the wild and crazy 2020 season. We're about 70% of teams are playing in the fall for high school football. 30% have moved to the spring. Of course, the other fall sports have been in action for anywhere from almost a month now, uh, actually over a month now, to uh, a couple weeks for soccer and volleyball. And, uh, you know, we, I, I said this from the beginning, um, you know, it wasn't a question of if there were going to be any teams impacted by positive tests, quarantines, shutdowns, what have you. It was a question of when and how many. And we have started to see that in a, uh, a little bit larger scale with high school football. Um, this week, and, and I guess into last week, it started perhaps, uh, there's some teams that have had impacts. Uh, anywhere from, you know, the there's high numbers in the area, in the county at, had us shut down or high numbers in the district and and the district made us shut down to a couple of places where it does sound like there were issues with positive cases on the team. Now, from what we have been able to, to learn, it, it seems like there's only a couple instances where there was an impact on the team itself, positive test on the team itself. And, and most of them are actually, you know, abundance of caution type of things where, again, high numbers in the county, high numbers in the district, the school had an issue, um, but not necessarily directly related to the team itself. Uh, but there have been nine week one games that have been impacted to this point. Uh, we'll see if there's any more in the next couple days. Um, and then a couple that have already uh, had to shut down for next week. Um, Kiwani and Kiwaskum, both under uh, essentially two-week shutdowns at this point um, for their uh, for their teams. Um, maybe a few more than what we had had expected or hoped for, but ultimately, you know, again, it, it was a question of how many and, and when, not a question of if it was going to happen. Um, you know, if there's roughly 145, 150 games on the schedule this weekend, counting eight-player football, uh, you're looking, you know, at nine games canceled so far, you're looking about 6% of games impacted to this point. 94% of games, as of right now, on as scheduled and expected to be uh, completed. If we stay over 90% each week, you know, I, I think that's a win uh, for, for high school football. Um, you know, and especially again with the, uh, the fact that most of the issues and most of the shutdowns that have happened, most of these cancellations are not related to direct impacts on the team. Uh, they're related to impacts in the school or in the community. So, uh, you can find that list, by the way, we have our return to play checklist, uh, Google doc spreadsheet that we had been, uh, tracking teams that were moving from fall to spring or the teams that were playing in spring or excuse me playing in the fall uh we had shared that out a number of times we're tracking the 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 canceled football games on that document document as well uh i we we are not tracking other sports volleyball soccer or or you know 
girls tennis, girls uh, swim and diving, girls golf, etc. We're, we're not tracking those at this time. Um, it'd be a lot to, to work through, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but I, I, I know there have been some games impacted because some of these teams that have shut down for uh, football for football are, are actually canceling all activities, not just football activities. So certainly there are going to be some impacts in those other sports. Um, but we are tracking the football games that have uh, that have gotten canceled or impacted and, and will get canceled and impacted. But we are excited to get back to watching high school football this weekend. It's going to be a very different experience, obviously. It's going to be a very different experience depending on where you live and what your situation is, if you'll even be able to watch a game this weekend in person. Most places, you're probably not going to be able to. Uh, most places, it does seem, are following a, a protocol of anywhere from two to perhaps four uh, tickets per player that they can give out. Um, some places, there's a couple that don't have any limits right now, and, and uh, there's a, a, a very small number of places that are in, allowing no fans, and you know, hopefully that can can get changed to at least allow the parents or, or the, uh, the families to, to get in there and watch games. Um, but it, again, it's, it's different. You're going to want to certainly, if you want to get out to a game, if you're thinking about attending a game, check with the school that you're, you're heading to to see if they allow fans. Also, what their safety protocols uh, are, if there's certain things that have to be followed. It seems like most places uh, are requiring mask usage even outside um, at, their, at their stadium. So make sure you check, number one, if the game is happening. Number two, if they're, uh, if they're allowing fans or what their attendance policy is. And number three, what protocols and guidelines need to be followed. We are gonna be at games this week and we're excited to do so. Um, we are going to have our staff out at games. We're going to have a couple of our contributors out at games, and, and we just announced where those folks are going to be going. Me, I, I'm going to be taking in the very first high school football game of the 2020 season as Fall River Rio is at St. John's Northwestern Academies. That's on Friday at 4 p.m., the first game kicking off on Friday. There's also an eight-player game uh, that kicks off on Friday at, I believe, 4 o'clock as well. So I'm going to head down to Delafield and in St. John's. Never been to a game down there. Never seen uh, that team play. I have seen Fall River Rio. I, I was there last year at the very first game that they had on their new turf field. Um, interesting note for Fall River Rio. They got a, a transfer this year, Barrett Nelson from Stoughton, a junior uh, defensive lineman, offensive lineman, the younger brother of Jack Nelson, uh, who graduated this past year and is headed to Wisconsin. And Barrett is a uh, definitely a, uh, a scholarship-type prospect uh, in his own right and, and, again, transferred to Fall River Rio this year. So after that, I'm going to make the short drive. I think it's only about 10 minutes, it looks like, from Delafield over to Heartland Arrowhead uh, for Arrowhead as they welcome in defending uh, two-time defending Division I state champion Muskego. So getting a, uh, a twofer in, and I'm going to have a special guest with me. i um, going to have Sun Prairie head coach Brian Kaminsky join me as well uh, to get uh, some perspective from him and uh, just have a chance to, uh, to take in some games with, uh, with BK, uh, a good friend of mine. So a couple games that we're going to get in on Friday night. Mark Miller is going to be heading down to an eight-player game as he will be going to Belmont, who welcomes in St. Mary Catholic. Uh, Norbert Durst. Going to be making the trip up to uh, what what I have is the game of the week this week. 
Menasha at West De Pere. Really outstanding game, obviously. Uh, a couple teams that have battled back and forth for control of the Bay Conference the last few years and that had been moved into, uh, originally, the redesigned FRCC. But then with all the changes in most of the FRCC schools uh, going to the spring, uh, essentially, West Appear and Menasha are kind of back in with a group of the Bay Conference schools uh, playing a, a schedule against those teams. But an outstanding game. They met twice last year. Um, West Appear won the first matchup, was looking very good, undefeated throughout the season, and then Menasha got him in the playoffs the second time around as Menasha would go on to finish as the Division Three state runner-up. So uh, a really big game there uh, that Norbert's going to be heading to. Colton Wilson, uh, WSN contra- uh, content producer, he's going to be making the trek up to Hudson over there in the far western part of the state as the Raiders welcome in Menominee. That's a, a rivalry that's that's kicked up the last decade or so. Um Hudson had beaten Menominee, I don't know, three or four years in a row at one point, um, where Menominee's kind of gotten the better of them the last uh, last few years overall. Uh, but that's a, a big one in uh, the western part of the state in, in the Big Rivers Conference. So that's our, our staff coverage. And then we've got a couple contributors that are going to be uh, doing some things for us as well. Um, Kyle Kern, a longtime uh, supporter and, and uh, poster on WSN, who uh, recently was also the Benton uh, athletic director? He's going to be taking in River Valley, uh, River Valley in Darlington. River Valley, uh, really high expectations there. They've got some really, really good players coming back. Will Bailey at quarterback, and just a strong group returning for uh, head coach Tim Eastlick. In Darlington, uh, a team that I, I picked to win, uh, if it was all together, the uh, the Swall. Um, Kind of getting back to prominence in uh, under Travis Winkers, um, they finished uh, I want to say third or fourth. I can't remember offhand right now. Last season behind Mineral Point and Lancaster, uh, might have been behind Aquinas as well. But uh, they've got a lot of returning players coming back this year and uh, looking very good. Aaron Lancaster, uh, an outstanding uh, excuse me Carter Lancaster, Aaron Lancaster's son. Uh, Carter, an outstanding wide receiver, one of the better athletes uh, overall in Southwest Wisconsin. Uh, for Darlington. So that's a big one down in the southwest part of the state. And then our buddy Dan Barwick, a longtime contributor to WSN, he's going to be taking in uh, a few games this weekend. He might join us at St. John's Northwestern on Friday, and then he's going to head to the big uh, showdown in the greater metro between Menominee Falls and Brookfield Central. That's a a big, big big-time matchup there as Menominee Falls looking to prove that last year was not a fluke. They've got a lot of talent coming back this year. Some really special uh, skill position kids returning. They got to replace Tamir Thomas at running back, but uh, Nate McLean at quarterback, the Reddings at uh, receiver. Just a really talented group, both sides of the ball there from Menominee Falls. Brookfield Central looking to regroup a little bit. They've got a lot to uh, to take care of, a lot of replacements, uh, replacing to do. You know, uh, no Rashad Lampkin at, at running back. Uh, Cam Devine expected to take on a, a bigger role there. Hayden Nelson on the defensive line, a Syracuse commit. Um, but they should be very good as well under head coach Joel Nellis. Uh, so Dan will have updates from that one on Friday. And then he also uh, is, is heading over to Dominican on Saturday as they welcome in Brookfield Academy. So we'll have um, you know half a dozen of our staff out at uh, you know seven or eight games total. Um, so you can find, of course, live updates on Twitter. Make sure you, you, you follow all of us on there. I tweeted out 
who's going to be covering where along with the uh, the Twitter handles today on uh, on my Twitter account. And then also uh, later this weekend, probably sometime later on Saturday, we're going to have a, a recap article just kind of recapping all of our experiences at these games, not just um, not just that, you know, the, the gamer itself, you know, what happened in the game, but also, uh, you know, what was it like? What was it like in the stadium? What was the experience like? You know, were they allowing fans there? How were they uh, setting it all up? Um, try to get some perspective and, and some comments from athletic directors and, and other folks there to see how things have gone, some of the things that they've done to uh, to keep things uh, you know safer and, and reduce risk and, and all those good things that, that so many schools and athletic directors have worked so hard on the last few months to get this all ready to go. Um, so we'll have, uh, again, insight on the games themselves that we were at, but also kind of a feeling on how everything went on the first weekend back for high school football. Mentioned a few of the big games on the schedule that our staff is going to be at, but let's run through some of the other big games on the schedule this week. I'm really excited to get to a week one preview um, here on the WSN podcast. And of course, you can find also uh, a detailed preview on on these games and in the week one action on wisports.net. We'll be out tomorrow afternoon um, taking a look at some of the big games around the state as well, if you prefer the written word. Uh, in the Milwaukee area, we mentioned a few of the big games, Brook Central and Menominee Falls, Muskego and Arrowhead, but also Germantown and Sussex-Hamilton, both teams kind of fighting for positioning in that greater Metro Conference. First year for uh, Justin Gum at Sussex-Hamilton. Got a couple big games in the Southeastern Conference. Now, the, the Racine schools are not playing down there, um, so it's you know a little bit different setup this year, but Kenosha-Bradford is at Franklin, and then Oak Creek at Kenosha-Indian Trail. That's an interesting one. Indian Trail is really, really talented, uh, you know, especially on offense. Um, Arjun Ismali uh, back at quarterback. They've got really strong receiver group with Raymond uh, Raymond Jones uh, coming back. Um, uh, I'm forgetting their uh, the other receiver they have, uh, Cameron Lee. I'm sorry, uh, didn't mean to to slight you, Cameron. Riley Kino up front on the offensive line. All those guys are are college scholarship type prospects. A lot of talent feel like this might be the year that they can challenge Franklin in that Southeastern Conference. A little bit different look and feel for that league this year. Uh, again, with uh, with the Racine schools out, they're they're kind of going to play a little bit of a round-robin schedule early on and then get to, uh, the plan is anyway, to get to a kind of a conference tournament the last couple weeks of the year and, uh, and, and just play within the conference. They're not going to be playing any outside games. Cedarburg is at Slinger. A couple of teams in the North Shore Conference looking to make some noise. And speaking of the North Shore, Homestead and West Bend West. A couple of teams with uh, pretty prominent coaching changes in the offseason. Obviously, Dave Keel stepping down at Homestead was one of the biggest storylines of the entire offseason as uh, Drake Zortman and Matt Wolf are, are there as the co-head coaches now of the uh, Highlanders. in West Bend West, new head coach Dan Ferkovich, who did some great things at Lake Mills and headed over to uh, West Bend West this year. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what uh, what they look like, um, you know, this year, how, how things can be different under Coach Verkovich. And, and of course, with Homestead looking to get back on track after some struggles last year, what ended up being uh, Coach Keel's final season there. 
Port Washington and New Berlin West. That's a, another nice game, a, kind of a pickup game for those teams as they filled their schedule, as well as New Berlin Eisenhower at Grafton. Again, uh, a game that was picked up um, to, to fill schedules as those teams decided to uh, stay in the fall and, uh, and had to fill some schedules with other teams not playing in their conferences. In the Madison area, uh, things are you know a little bit sparse because the Big 8 schools are not playing. Most of the Badger Conference schools are not playing. Um, you know, Very few, uh, only a couple of the teams in Dane County period are playing. Edgewood is playing and, and Marshall. Um, Marshall's playing all away games. I, I can't remember if Edgewood is as well. There's a few teams around the state that are, are having to play all away games to, to make things work. Um, but uh, some games that are being played in the Badger Conference, uh, Baraboo at Sauk Prairie. Sauk Prairie's debuting a brand new, beautiful turf facility there in the second season under Clay Iverson and looking forward to seeing if, if uh, they can kind of take that next step. Coach Iverson obviously had uh, great success at Pewaukee and, and spent several years at McGuanago as well. And uh, they, they were much better last year at Sauk Prairie and uh, seeing if they will continue that progression. Reedsburg and Portage, new head coaches at Portage, excuse me, at Reedsburg is Brian Pottinger, the longtime coach there who led them to a state title, uh, 2009, a runner-up finish in 2008, a couple other state semifinal runs. He stepped down in the offseason. They hired Quinn Hobbs and uh, Mike Ribrick as co-head coaches uh, on, on an interim basis. And that is the, uh, let's see, what is that, the 108th meeting between these two, these two teams. Longtime rivals. Portage leads that series, by the way, 54-52-1. So a chance for Reedsburg to pull closer to even in that matchup, in that uh, rivalry series. We're seeing St. Catharines is traveling to Lakeside Lutheran. St. Cats is one of those teams that may end up having to play most of their games on the road or at least outside of their normal uh, facilities because of the, uh, the restrictions from the Racine County or Racine Health Department. Um, so we're seeing St. Catharines at Lakeside Lutheran. Both teams expected to be very, very good this year. River Valley and Darlington, we talked about that one. Uh, staying in the SWC, Platteville is at Prairie to Sheen. And then in the uh, Six Rivers Conference, Potosi Cassville, who uh, might be, you know, the, the, the best team. I don't know. Blackhawks, a defending state champion, obviously, but they've got a lot of changes this year. Uh, and they are, of course, moving to the spring as well. Uh, but Potosi Cassville, you know, could could make that claim as uh, is the best team, or certainly a contender in the Six Rivers, and they'll travel to Pacatonica Argyle. Larry Green returns for a second stint as the head coach there, looking to get that program back on track. In the Fox Valley and the northeastern part of the state, we talked about Menasha and West Pier, my game of the week there. Uh, Norbert will be, will be providing updates from that one. Notre Dame and Caucona, a couple teams that bucked the trend uh, for for the rest of their conferences, where uh, Kalkana had, uh, you know, the rest of the schools basically and the FBA all moved to the spring. Notre Dame, most of the schools in the FRCC moved to the spring, but they found a way to make it work in the fall, found a way to fill their schedules for the most part. And uh, a nice one there as these two were able to make this matchup go. Little Shoot welcomes in Fox Valley Lutheran. Uh, a couple other games in that uh, Northeastern conference, if you will. Freedom is at Winnicott. Now, Winnicott is actually in the Bay Conference this year, but uh, Freedom's a, a favorite in the Northeastern Conference. Winnicott, uh, it was looking pretty good as a, a contender in the Bay Conference. Um, so that, that should be a good one. You've got Keel, 
who of course last year went to a Division Four state title game. They welcome in Kohler, Sheboygan Lutheran, Christian. And the M&M game, a big one in, in the far northern, northeastern part of the state. One of the, the older rivalries in the state of Wisconsin, one of the more well-known rivalries in the state of Wisconsin that incorporates the state of Michigan. Menominee and Marinette right across the, the Michigan-Wisconsin border from each other, right across the, the river. I don't, I don't know if it's, that's the Menominee River, I guess. I, I'm not 100% sure. But uh, a big game, the M&M game, first played in 1894. Menominee leads that series 55-50-7, and Menominee has really dominated recently in that rivalry. North central part of the state, you've got Lakeland at Mosinee, uh, also staying in the Great Northern Conference, Rhinelander in Antigo. The Hodags made the playoffs last year, uh, haven't traditionally been a, a, a real strong playoff threat, but made it last year, and Antigo's looking to get back on track. They missed out last season. Uh, but that is the 99th meeting between those two teams. Hortonville uh, is playing this fall. Uh, they are technically part of the Valley Football Association, uh, but they're playing in the fall, uh, and they travel to Marshfield. Staying in the uh, Wisconsin Valley Conference, Wausau East and Wausau West. Wausau East back in a group with the Wisconsin Valley teams in what is called the Valley Football Association, uh, after several years playing as a, an independent, they had left the conference and there was you know kind of a hubbub there. But uh, those two rivals square off again this year. Athens is at Edgar. And then Stratford, interesting to see how they're going to uh, fare this year. Such an incredible dominating team last year and then came up short in that title game. Very, very heavily senior dominated last year. Um, but they've got a, a game at Wittenberg Burnhamwood. Wittenberg was a, a playoff team last year under head coach Bernard, uh, Bernard Holsley. In the Northwestern Lacrosse Eau Claire Triangle area up there, uh, in the uh, the Big Eight, excuse me, in the Big Rivers, uh, mentioned Menominee and Hudson, uh, rekindling their rivalry. You've got New Richmond in their first game, moving back into the Big Rivers Conference as they take on Rice Lake. And Rice Lake is a team that had had uh, a couple of uh, runner-up finishes in previous seasons, but then last year really dropped off pretty significantly. Um, just struggled with uh, replacing some of the players they'd had the last few years, lost some close games, and just never quite uh, were able to get things going and, and really struggled pretty significantly. But they've got a shot, uh, a new year, new opportunity, and again, they welcome in New Richmond, who is uh, entering a new, old conference in the Big Rivers. Two of the uh, few teams that are uh, playing, or two of the teams that are playing, excuse me, in the Mississippi Valley Conference, where the lacrosse schools have, have moved to the spring, Sparta and Toma square off. And that is uh, one of the more played rivalries in the state of Wisconsin. In fact, that will be matchup number 115 between Sparta and Toma, only separated by, what, 12, 15 miles, something like that, in the western part of the state there on, on the uh, I-94 corridor. Melrose Mindoro and Blair Taylor also this weekend. Blair Taylor, one of the better teams in the Dairyland. Once again, Melrose Mindoro had uh, ruled that conference for quite a few years as they're looking to get back in uh, into the mix of things there. So that's a rundown of some of the big games that we're keeping an eye on this weekend. Again, you can find more on Wisports.net uh, on our Week 1 preview. You can vote for the Game of the Week uh, this afternoon as well. That uh, that big matchup between Menasha and West Appear 
highlighting our game of the week. It, it feels good to get back to being able to go watch a game. I was out at a couple scrimmages last week, um, Adam's Friendship at Portage and Mauston at Reedsburg, and it, it felt good to be down there on the sideline taking in the action and, uh, and watching high school football. And again, it's a big testament to the athletic directors, to the schools, to the coaches, the players, everybody that has uh, worked so hard to, uh, to, to make this work. Uh, of course, a, a credit to the WIAA and their, their medical advisory groups and, and everybody else that, that put time into putting together guidelines, recommendations, things that, that should be done to uh, reduce the risk, reduce exposures, and allow all of this to happen this fall. So that'll do it. Uh, we've, we've got a big week to look forward to. Next week, we've got all kinds of, of uh, content coming on WSN. It starts on on Saturday with that recap that we'll have. Uh, by the way, make sure you tune in to Football Friday Night. While I'm not co-hosting this year full-time, still involved with the show and, uh, and should be a good one with Chuck uh, Freeman filling in there as the host. I'll, I'll be calling in for a segment or two as a guest, and we'll have that uh, podcast available on WSN uh, shortly after the show ends, but 9.30 to 11. Working on getting out an affiliate list if, uh, if folks want to listen along. Otherwise, certainly you can download the iHeart uh, Media app. 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee is the flagship for that program. You can look that up on iHeart and listen in anywhere that you go around the state of Wisconsin. Uh, Monday, we'll have our Player of the Week content out, uh, Team of the Week as well. Tuesday will be the first coaches poll of the season. Wednesday, another Game of the Week poll. We'll have our, uh, our list of games that are being broadcast via radio stream, as well as games that are being broadcast by video stream. You can find our weekly preview on Thursdays, and, and we'll just get right into, settle into our normal cadence of in-season action during the high school football season. You can still find uh, information on boys' soccer, boys' volleyball, girls' volleyball as well, results and, and information. Uh, hopefully soon the, uh, the coaches will be putting out their coaches' polls and we'll have some additional content. Uh, look for the Sports Engine Athlete of the Week, which uh, encompasses those sports as well on Mondays. So we're, we're excited to be back into it, back into a, you know somewhat of a regular schedule, and we'll still be providing updates on uh, some of those games and, and teams that might be impacted over the course of the year that might have to, uh, to shut down. But that'll do it for this week's WSN podcast. I am Travis Wilson, and we are very much looking forward to seeing you at a game. <laughs>